welcome to the New Mexico News Podcast, headlines and stories from the land of enchantment. Brought to you by KRQE. Here's Chris McKee and Gabrielle Burkhart. Gabby, what is the coolest thing that you have seen in the wild that you weren't expecting, whether that's New Mexico or your birthplace, Texas. Oh, okay. Well, this is actually outside of both of those places. I have a very memorable moment with my husband and my dad. We were in Colorado on a really hard hike and my dad is a hunting guide. So he is like very familiar with looking and being on alert for wildlife. And he said, there's a moose on that ledge and neither my husband and I could see it. And then when he, I finally got the binoculars aligned to where I was like, oh my gosh, there it is. And it was so cool. I think that was probably one of my dad's proudest moments of like being able to show me this moose in the wild. And it was so far away. I was just blown away that he had seen it. That is really But it was really cool to see it, you know, in its natural habitat in the wild. We weren't expecting to see a moose. Yeah. One thing that comes to mind for me, I was riding back down this Sandia tram. This was sometime in the last five years. And there was a bear and a bear cub scrambling up the rocks um, that just, you know, a few hundred feet, you could say, from the restaurant at the bottom of it. And so we all said, oh, my God, there's a bear. And everybody on the tram was like, oh, wow. You know, just like (laughs) this is elation around you of people seeing the animal that you always see those signs at the trailheads that watch out for these, this, that, and the other, but you can meet many people who say, yeah, I've seen those signs, but I haven't necessarily ever seen the animal. Always good to be alert, of course, but when you see that animal, it's neat. It's very exciting. Like you don't realize how exciting it is until you actually see it. Yeah. Well, here in New Mexico, over the course of almost a year, it seems people have been reporting sightings of a very rare situation for us, a massive animal at being a bull moose in northern New Mexico that has found himself in the headlines and on social media feeds on more than one occasion. Yeah, I recall hearing about this moose that was spotted near the ski lifts in Santa Fe. And I remember last winter specifically when my husband and I were, you know, at Ski Santa Fe, we were keeping an eye out thinking maybe we'll see him. I don't know. Is he around? But this bull moose seems to have garnered a lot of attention and seemingly an online fan base even. In this week's episode, we're joined in studio by Darren Vaughn. He's the communications director with the New Mexico Game and Fish Department. Darren, thanks for joining us. Glad to be here. Yeah. So first, just to get a little bit about your background, how long have you worked for Game and Fish and what role does the agency and yourself play in New Mexico? Well, I've been with the uh, department for about two and a half years. I started back in May of 2021. been in my current role almost to the day, about a year now. So as far as our role within the state, our mission is the conservation of New Mexico's wildlife for future generations. So, um, you know, obviously the first thing people think about when they think of game and fish is uh, we're, we're the agency that that sells hunting and fishing licenses, which we are, but we're also in charge of making sure that species are able to survive and not just survive, but thrive for future generations to continue to enjoy in this state. So let's ask you that same question. What we were talking about right off the top of this episode, what is the coolest thing that you've seen out in the wild? Or do you maybe have a memorable nature type moment? Well, 
I, I am originally from Utah, as little as I like to admit that. Um, <laughs> oh. So there's some nice places in Utah. Yeah. And, and this story that I'm going to tell is from from one of those really nice places. Actually, a, a few years ago, it was during the Sundance Film Festival up in Park City. I was uh, I was moonlighting as an Uber driver, uh, trying to make a few extra bucks. And so it's two or three in the morning. I'm, I'm driving back home to Salt Lake City and getting ready to turn in for the night. And I, I noticed there's a bunch of highway patrolmen off to the side of the road, off the side of the interstate along the frontage road. And I, I look closer and I notice what they're doing. They're actually uh, running a moose down the frontage road. Oh my gosh. Right, right in the middle of Park City. So uh, that, that was definitely unique. It was one of those things that I originally kind of wondered, you know, it's, it's two, three o'clock in the morning. Is, is this real? Am I, or am I really <laughs> that tired that I'm just kind of like hallucinating this, but no, sure enough, it, it was actually a large moose. Kind of funny that, uh, that life comes full circle. And now, um, the big story here in New Mexico, several years <laughs> later is, uh, is another moose where you don't necessarily expect it to be. Yeah. Did, did you stick around to see if the moose what did they do with the moose? Do you know? I, I forget exactly what what ended up happening with that moose, but um, yeah, it was uh, just interesting to see law enforcement basically giving it a police escort down, <laughs> down the frontage road on on Interstate 80. It, it was uh, the only time that I've seen that, or at least it was the only time I thought I would see that until uh, just the past few months, I guess. Yeah. So let's get to our character here in New Mexico. That's come up a lot, as we mentioned, in social media postings and in the news. New Mexicans even seemingly gave him a name, Marty the Moose. What can you tell us about this moose? And when were you first made aware of him? Well, certainly Marty has become, you know, maybe somewhat of a local celebrity. Well, no, let's switch that. He, he's certainly a local celebrity these days. It was about a year ago that we first spotted him in northern New Mexico. He was spotted up by uh, Ski Santa Fe right around Christmas last year. Yeah, that's um, when I heard about him. So he, he's obviously got quite the social media following. Uh, there, there's Facebook groups dedicated to uh, tracking where he is. And so we, we do have a four to five year old, 900 pound local celebrity still roaming around northern New Mexico. So let's talk about where bull mooses like that originate and where you normally sort of see them. Can you give us an idea of just how rare it is to see one of these moose here in northern New Mexico? Well, we've only had about, you know, between a dozen and 15 moose sightings over the past 30 or so years. And even then, the moose population that it seems like Marty likely came from was only established in southern Colorado in the early 90s. So th this is extremely rare and Marty in particular has made it further south than any other moose in, in recorded history here in New Mexico. So yeah, th this is not common at all here. And when you see something like that happen, and one of the things I think about, because we've seen this narrative when it comes to uh, wolf populations is that can they survive when it is in an area where we don't see a lot of other moose? Well, that, that's definitely an interesting question because there's not really any other moose around here. So first of all, there's really no reason for him to be here. I, I think originally his intent was to come down here and find a mate, 
But obviously with him being the only moose down here, as far as we know, he, he's been to date unsuccessful. But somehow a, a year on, he's uh, obviously found a way to survive in in New Mexico. He's most recently been seen around the uh, Rio Chama, so he, which does have some habitat that's fairly moose friendly. We've seen him wading in the river, so uh, somehow he, he's making it work. Now, as far as whether he'll be able to make it work long term, we don't know. What is a moose friendly habitat? Curious about that. Yeah, what makes the Rio Chama a delightful area for Marty, if you will? Well, there, there's a lot of shade there. It's it's kind of marshy, a lot of moisture, you know, kind of similar to what you would see up in a in a mountain wetland in Colorado or Utah or Wyoming or or somewhere where you would more commonly find moose. Obviously, it's not perfect. It's not an identical match, but it again, it's something that uh, this particular moose has been able to make work. Interesting. Okay, so a coworker of ours pointed out that there's also, yeah, we mentioned a Facebook page dedicated to this moose. People there post photos and sightings of him. He seems to have garnered a lot of attention and intrigue. The man who created that page just posted today also, by the way, his name is Martin. He posted today, quote, I started this page last year in early November when the moose showed up in the Mora Valley. Basically, it was just a page for people to post pictures that they'd taken of him while he hung out in the valley. When I started the page, I asked for suggestions on a name. Naturally, there were a ton of suggestions. I finally went with Marty, which some of you may remember. That's the name of the moose at Wally World in the movie National Lampoon's Mm. Vacation. So soon Marty had moved on from the Mora Valley, turned up in Pecos a few weeks later. He didn't stay long in that area. It seems like no one saw him for months. Then out of nowhere, he turns up in the Ski Santa Fe area, few sightings around there in the winter, and then surprisingly shows up in Tesuke last month, then in Santa Fe. So the moderator goes on to warn people to use common sense and keep their distance if they do come across Marty the Moose. First, before we get further into that, have you seen this Facebook page? Uh, yeah, it, it's obviously exploded in popularity. You know, I, I actually have not hit the the join group button yet, but their posts end up on on my personal Facebook feed, my work <laughs> Facebook feed. Um, it It's kind of hard to ignore and definitely don't want to ignore it because uh, there there's a lot of interesting posts out there and just pictures of Marty in places that you wouldn't expect to see a moose. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It seems so funny to me because, you know, decades ago, before everybody had cameras in their pockets with cell phones, this is totally one of those stories that seems like it could be the urban legend. You know, oh, so-and-so says they saw a moose. Yeah, right. Not down here. But yeah, now- th- th- this is something straight out of the pages of National Enquirer Weekly World News, something <laughs> like that, that, that you'd see on a supermarket tabloid. It, right. But now that we live in the day that we do where everybody's got a camera in their pocket, sure enough. <laughs> yeah. Lots yeah. of sightings and lots of proof. Mm. Lots of photos. So what is your message to people who may encounter this moose or see him in the wild? Well, first and foremost, for your safety and for the safety of Marty, make sure you keep a safe distance because while, you know, obviously he makes for great social media content, he is still a wild animal. And moose in particular can be kind of unpredictable in, in their behavior. And, you know, I kind of feel like I'm, I'm quoting the subtitles from the beginning of Monty Python and Holy Grail. But 
Moose are truly dangerous. And if he gets spooked, if you get too close to him, then, you know, he could come charging after you and you could be injured. He could take off running and, you know, trip over a fence or something and, and injure himself. And that, that's something that nobody wants to see. So make sure that, that you keep a safe distance and also don't go out of your way just to uh, attract him to where you're at. Don't, don't try and put food out for him or anything because, the other thing that is dangerous for Marty's safety is if he becomes habituated to people feeding him, because then he's going to end up working his way down kind of like he did earlier this year. Actually, it was just last month where he worked his way down into downtown Santa Fe and he could be down there in search of food. And obviously, if he's in the middle of a populated area, then he's a public safety hazard and you know, in, in September, we were able to relocate him, but we may have to pursue alternative means. And we certainly don't want to do that. Yeah. And and this is a big game animal. There are a lot of people that worry about protecting him because I think, yeah, when we have seen situations of just all different kinds of populations of animals in the past, you know, there can be those moments where people want to get a closer view. They change that animal's behavior. And there is Oftentimes, again, in other animal populations, we've seen the response has to be, you know, something where the animal maybe is euthanized because of the fact that they're just so habituated towards people. But that hasn't happened yet. And fortunately, um, yeah. And, and, and I do want to clarify as well about hunting moose, because we know that in other parts of the U.S. that is allowed and it is certainly, um, you know, part of the, just kind of the practice here in North America but here in New Mexico, it is not legal to hunt or shoot a moose, correct? That is correct. Moose are not considered a, a big game animal here in New Mexico. Given that they're not native to here, we don't have a, a rule for hunting them other than you can't. Yeah. And, that, and what is the repercussion of somebody shooting a moose? Well, certainly, you know, off the top of my head, I don't know what the sentence for that would be, but our law enforcement associated with the game and fish, our game wardens would certainly come down on you for that. And it would work its way through the courts. You, you'd certainly um, have your, your hunting and fishing licenses suspended for a lengthy period of time. And there would definitely be other legal consequences for that. So in, in short, don't even think about it. Don't yeah. think about it, folks. And I can imagine the public outcry that would happen because, again, this is a, since it is such a rare sight, this has become such a, a, a beloved sighting for many, so many people here in the state. Yeah. And last month, Game and Fish posted a video of the bull moose with the caption, quote, we are happy to report the bull moose was relocated from downtown Santa Fe, as you mentioned, doing well in his new home in northern New Mexico. We expect him to travel north into a more suitable moose habitat with more stable moose populations. So that video has thousands of likes, lots of engagement. And a question I've gotten about that since the video was taken by Game and Fish does the moose now have a GPS tracker? Can game and fish officers know where he goes from here? Well, he doesn't have a GPS tracker on him. We did give him a, an ear tag when we relocated him. But as far as GPS, we are unable to track him that way. However, our, our officers are able to observe his movements just when they're out in the field. The public on social media has uh, given their input as to where they've spotted him lately. So, uh, 
yeah, there are other ways that we're keeping track of where he is, but uh, GPS is not a method that we've used in this situation. In an ear tag, I'm guessing, is a way of just sort of individualizing him so that, you know, you know exactly which moose you're dealing with. You're not confused that maybe it's another one. Right, because he's, that ear tag has a number on it. We we know what that number corresponds to. So, well, and also the fact that it's it's a purple ear tag. So even in the distance where we can't see the number on it, we know that it's one that we've tagged. And given that moose are not native here, we know that that's probably the only one we've tagged. Yeah. What led up to that moment there in Santa Fe where game and fish officers had to go in, tranquilize Marty and eventually relocate this moose? And, and how was that process handled? It seems like it took a lot of work. Uh, just going back over your press release from September. Oh, absolutely. Well, li- like you guys mentioned earlier, Marty was spotted in Tasuke just a couple days before that. So to, to backtrack a little bit, I was actually out of town when this when this whole thing went down. I, oh, wow. So um, uh, imagine my surprise when I called back into the office just to check in and say, hey, hey, what's going on back in Santa Fe? Well, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> yeah, um, no doubt. So uh, apparently Marty made his way down from Tasuke that morning and at first was spotted going through uh, the National Cemetery there in, in Santa Fe and made his way downtown. And certainly at that point when he's in the, in the middle of civilization, that's not really conducive for, for moose survival. It's also a danger to public safety. Because again, I will say that common sense isn't as common as you'd like it to be sometimes. So no matter how many times we tell people to, to stay away from wild animals, it's a moose in the middle of downtown Santa Fe. So somebody's going to draw a crowd. It's going to draw a crowd and inevitably somebody's going to try and get too close. So when we heard that he's in the middle of downtown, that was our signal that, that something needed to be done. And so we made sure that we were able to uh, keep the public at a safe distance. And our goal was to get him closer, you know, as we mentioned in the release to uh, get him closer to more favorable moose habitat away from civilization where he wouldn't be a danger to himself or to the public. So we tranquilized him and uh, loaded him on the trailer and shipped him up further north in New Mexico. Do you know where he is now and if he did make it to a more suitable habitat? Right. As I said, the goal was to get him closer to more suitable habitat because odds are the reason he's here is to find a mate and he's not going to find that here in New Mexico. (laughs) So we were We were trying to get him further north, you know, up toward the Colorado line and maybe get him to to cross the state line and and go on doing moose things. But that's not what happened. Oh, man, Marty. Apparently something keeps drawing him to Santa Fe. I mean, I I jokingly said in the office that that was the week of Chili Fest. So so who, who knows what his motivations may have been. But over the span of a week to 10 days, he covered 50 miles and made his way all the way back to somewhere around Abiquiu. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So I guess in the couple of weeks since then, he's kind of been hanging out in that area between Abiquiu and Española. <laughs> so he, he is slowly but surely making his way back south. So it's, uh, you know, like I said, we've, we've got pictures of him in the river. Right. He really likes New Mexico. Seems like. Yeah. Land of enchantment is kind of uh, rubbed off on him a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) 
you know, we've had some ups and downs as far as drought and wildfire in our state. And we also know that that has an impact on wildlife. Is part of what drew Marty out here and maybe other wildlife as well closer to town? Is it because of food? That that could be. In Marty's case, I'm not really sure what led him down here. Speculation, like I've said, is uh, that he was down here in search of a mate. Who knows? He might have gotten forced out of that herd in southern Colorado and decided to to go out on his own and and find something new. Yeah. As but, somebody who doesn't know anything about moose, that can happen. They can get forced out of a herd. Yeah, certainly, because uh, there's only so many mates available in that herd. So he could have gotten out muscled by, by a larger bull and decided to stake out on his own. But back to your original question about the effects of wildfire, certainly that does affect wildlife and, and force them down out of their native habitat. So it's an interesting potential. You just kind of wish you could uh, know exactly what's going on through his mind. We can obviously pick up some signals and clues, but it's a fascinating story. And for the layman, what do moose usually eat? They are similar to uh, deer and elk. So it's mainly, um, you know, kind of leaves and stuff like that, leaves and grasses. Okay. So again, there have been several moose sightings that we've seen on social media that, and some have also raised the question, is it possible there is more than one now in New Mexico? What are your thoughts on that? Well, at this time, we believe Marty is the only one. You had mentioned earlier that that moose that was spotted around, around the uh, Mora Valley. We actually believe that was a different moose. Mm. Uh, we, we believe that that moose appeared to be smaller than Marty is. So at that point, we believe we had two moose around here. The whereabouts of that other moose, we're not sure what ultimately happened. It might have turned back north. But yeah, at this, at this point, we believe Marty is the only one here. So someone recently wrote on one of these social media posts, quote, Espanola or Santa Fe is not where he should be. He doesn't need to fight traffic. Well, of course, that among other reasons. But, you know, will Game and Fish get involved again to relocate Marty or any other moose if there, you know, isn't a better habitat that's reached? Or do you just kind of let nature take its course? Well, at this point, we're, we're kind of content to let nature take its course. As long as he's not in danger and the public's not in danger, we're content to let him just kind of do moose things. And uh, of course, if, if that situation changes, if he finds his way back into the middle of downtown Santa Fe again, or he's on somebody's property somewhere in between Espanola and Santa Fe and causing damage or harming people's livestock or, or whatever, then certainly that's something that we would have to revisit at that point. Darren, is there anything else that you would like people to understand about the situation or that we didn't ask you about? Well, just to, to reiterate again that, sure, Marty makes for, for great social media content. I'm, I find myself browsing Facebook from time to time and as cool as those selfies may be, it's it's not worth the the potential danger to to yourself or or to this animal. So make sure that you keep your safe distance. And yeah, I I think that 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 pretty much sums it up. You mentioned feeding. I wanted to also note 
we've seen that issue with wild horses in New Mexico. We could probably do a whole other podcast about that issue, but that is also something Game and Fish is quite aware of when wildlife becomes reliant on their food source being subsidized. Yeah, for for sure. And, and that is definitely something that that's a message we want to get out as well, is that feeding wildlife, again, it may seem cool to have a, a wild animal in your backyard. I, I, I get it, but it, it's also just not good for the animal. It's not good for public safety. It's, it's bad all around to, to get them habituated to human provided food sources. It, it makes it also so that, that they really can't survive in the wild because they're so used to, uh, Oh, so-and-so's back porch ha- has food. I don't need to go out foraging for myself. Right. I, I think one forward-looking thing I can think of out of this is what if, is there a chance that, say, a breeding population establishes itself, say, in northern New Mexico, in those areas that have the habitat? There's really nothing that necessarily stops that from happening. Right. It, it, it could potentially happen where that that herd in southern Colorado continues to to push south and yeah at that point you just got to just got to kind of let nature take its course and, yeah. and see see what happens fascinating for now marty is still looking for love <laughs> wish him luck yeah. yeah good luck if if he's listening to it out there i know we put out a lot of promos so uh, there's a chance but well, thank you, Darren. We appreciate you joining us for this conversation. You know, if people see Marty, do they need to call it into Game and Fish? Not necessarily. You know, obviously, if he's um, in, in danger or the public's in danger, absolutely reach out and contact Game and Fish. Of course, we're also kind of looking for tips as to uh, where he might be at any given point. So, you know, that that's valuable information as well to, you know, hey, Marty's made his way further south. That's definitely something that as long as he kind of stays on our radar screen, we, we definitely appreciate that. But yeah, in, in general, you know, just if, if you see him kind of walking through the countryside, just doing moose things, uh, that's, it's not absolutely necessary to call us. But, but if you want to, we're not going to stop you from it. So <laughs> good deal. Well, thanks again. Thank you. Thanks again to Darren Vaughn with the New Mexico Game and Fish Department. Again, our New Mexico celebrity is estimated to be four to five years old, weighs more than 900 pounds. So a mature bull moose apparently is about 1,200 pounds, which is goes to the theory that maybe Marty was out-muscled yeah. in southern Colorado. 900 pounds, still a beefy boy, but not in, uh, not in moose talk, if you will, so... Yeah, really interesting story. Maybe if you've seen this moose, you can always email us. But I don't know. I, I fear as well we'll get about 8,000 emails now yeah. from <laughs> moose pictures. Who knows? But yeah, obviously a huge following. Feel free to send them in anytime. Good luck to Marty finding a mate. Yeah. I don't know. Santa Fe. A lot of things happening down there, but I don't think there's, uh, or up there, I should say. I don't think moose are one of them, but very interesting. And I think just again to that idea that there's nothing necessarily stopping a moose herd from maybe calling parts of New Mexico home. It's just usually not a territory they're in. So that's the way it's always been, but there's no, they, they don't follow state boundaries, folks. They don't, they just <laughs> don't go where, the road signs. yeah, they just go where they want to. So we appreciate you listening here. If you've got an idea or a comment, 
question, concern, you can always reach out to us. I'm at chris.mckee at krqe.com and also at chrismckeetv. And I'm gabrielle.burkhart at krqe.com and gburknm on social media. Thank you all for listening. Thank you.